Manu Ginobili's name is now among the greatest of the greats at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Let's wrap up how his weekend went. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kinsfire San Antonio. Glad to have you back. And hey, thanks for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hopefully you had a great weekend. We know that Mono Ginobili definitely did. His family did. Spurs fans across the world definitely enjoyed seeing him get into the Hall of Fame. But let's go ahead and wrap up the ceremonies. What did we think about Friday's press conference, Saturday's induction, the highs, any lows? Yeah, maybe there was a low and much, much more. And also, we're going to have a little fun buy or sell Hall of Fame edition with our guest. He is back, everybody. Rudy Campos with Sweep the League. Rudy, when are you going to get into the Hall of Fame? I think that's the next event we got to plan for. Yeah, I would plan for it. Uh, you've got to be out of the league in five years. I've been out of the league for, I don't know, maybe like 30-something years, so I'm still waiting for that phone <laughs> call. But eventually when they induct every single basketball player, they've got to come my way. they got to come knocking on my door after that. He is with Sweep the League. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League right now. Uh, you know, great weekend for all Spurs fans across the world, especially Manu fans. Uh, two-thirds of the uh, big three are now in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it was kind of a no-brainer once his career was winding down. It was just a matter of time. Came, it went. Rudy, let's start off with this. Your overall thoughts of the weekend and the Friday's press conference, you know, of course, then their Saturday ceremonies, you know, the jacket presentation by his sons. What did you think about the whole uh, production over the last, uh, well, Friday and Saturday? It was a fantastic weekend as far as, you know, the Hall of Fame goes, Monica Ginobili getting into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Everything from the uh, original press conference on Friday to his uh, his memorable, and I would say memorable, speech over uh, off the uh, Maysmith Basketball Hall of Fame. Trevor, weekend, I, I was seeing a lot of fans posting that was there, you know, taking pictures with a lot of the uh, former Spurs players, a lot of NBA players. Seeing, you know, his Argentina national team mates there, it, it was a uh, it was a remarkable weekend. It was a fantastic weekend. I remember when Tim got inducted, you know, you saw a lot of faces. You saw it was a great atmosphere. But for some reason, the Monte Ginobili induction, mm-hmm. it was just that much better. And not a knock on Tim, but this, this induction just went to a whole nother level that I don't think we'll ever see when it comes to his first player again. Yeah, well, you know, you got to you forgive Timmy's time because that was during the pandemic, so they didn't bring anybody in. And this was the yeah. first time in two years where they had, like, an audience, family, friends came and whatnot. But it was a great weekend, yeah. You know, the, the press conference, I love how Mono just showed up in T-shirt and jeans for his Hall of Fame press conference. It was very <laughs> casual, which went back to how, you know, he reacted when he was nominated. Uh, you know, several years, well, a couple of years ago, or maybe a year ago, where he said that it doesn't mm-hmm. change him. Like he's still going to be Manu Ginobili. Uh, I happen to be at that press conference that Friday afternoon. I got a chance to ask him. You know, and I'm glad he saved my question because I, maybe I should have set it up better. Uh, but yes, I, I'm aware that you can only have a Hall of Famer present you. But I should have asked him, like, hey, of all the Hall of Famers you could have picked from. No, why'd you go with Tim Duncan? And I was sitting in my chair, Rudy. Just I just said, "Hey, why Tim Duncan?" 
And then he tells me, well, because he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, oh, I guess I know that, man. But they quiet. <laughs> you know, like you could have gone with Charles Barkley, you know, who screams Ginobili. You could have gone with uh, David Robinson. You know, you could have gone with Michael Jordan, you know, his childhood idol, basketball idol. But, you know, that press conference, uh, he told me that Tim Duncan basically, in a nutshell already, it was no Tim Duncan, no Manu Hall of Fame. There seems to be a common thread here. I'm pretty sure when Parker gets in, he's going to say the same thing. I'm very sure when Pop gets in, he's going to say the exact same thing. But Mm -hmm. all in all, a great weekend. I I also like this, too, that with Manu at the press conference on Friday, he, you you know, they had a hard time out at 4 4 p.m. Eastern. He went overboard. He went in like another extra 20 minutes uh, to take more questions. And my goodness, let me tell you, the Argentinian media was there in full force. I mean, that's all you heard. And in and, and that press conference, it was more, uh, you know, 70% Argentinian questions, uh, 30% English questions. And mm-hmm. but that just shows you the global impact of him. What was the, you know, you were watching probably from home. Really, what was the fan reaction, you know, Friday and Saturday? What were fans saying? You know, fans across all social media, uh, it was a, it was a really unreal, man. The amount of fans that traveled uh, from San Antonio, I saw a few friends of mine that I've got on social media were out there celebrating with Manu Ginobili on his enshrinement in the Hall of Fame. Fan-wise, man, it was it was magnificent. You're going to have some haters. There's a lot of haters out there that were saying Manu should never been in the Hall of Fame, but. Those are the people that only look through the NBA eye lens. It doesn't look through the actual basketball lens of things. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that the fans, you know, rejoicing, you know, like just happy, man, because you saw them posting clips of Manu when he was playing with the Spurs, you know, all of their great memories and moments of Manu Ginobili, seeing, you know, his interaction with, hey, I took a picture with Manu back in the day when he was riding his bike or at the airport. You know, just seeing all the fan posts was, it was heartwarming, man. Mm-hmm. It was a heartwarm, it was a great feeling. Um, you know, even all the way up into, uh, I saw a recording of when Manu was giving a speech, you know, some fans' reactions that were there, just hearing him scream and stuff. Man, it was, it was just a great overall feeling overall for everybody. Yeah, he was the headliner. You know, he went last at the press conference. He went last mm-hmm. at the ceremony. It was him. It was Manu Ginobili and the class of 2022. You know, and also quickly, we cannot forget this. You know, shout out George Carl, the former San Antonio Spurs guard from the ABA days to the NBA days early. He made it a point to mention his Spurs roots. And I got a chance to talk with him at a press conference. And I I caught wind during his, his chat, uh, you know, with the previous uh, Q&A session where he's like, you know, I've always been a loyal to San Antonio. So when I had the mic, I said, okay, well, why San Antonio? Why you have this affinity towards the Spurs? And he, right away, he's at the baseline bumps. He remembered the old school baseline bumps when they used to be on the baseline and uh, give opponents the business as far as heckling them and whatnot. He mentioned old management, Andrew DeRosos for keeping the Spurs in San Antonio, you know, Bob Bass, you know, what are your thoughts about George Carl? I mean, he, he, you know, not only during his press conference, but Hall of Fame and Shryman, he mentioned San Antonio, or in this case, his San Antonio roots, Rudy. Yeah, being a former Spur, I mean, doesn't surprise me that George Carl, you know, gives much love to uh, uh, San Antonio at all. I mean, like I said, ABA days were his playing days for the San Antonio Spurs, but not only that, uh, the people that he was surrounded with back then, you know, like he said, management, even Coach Bob Bass, with, you know, Bob Bass having, 
issues with some Spurs fans from back in the day. You know, overall, great guy. I mean, the Spurs organization was successful still under Bob Bass. But it also brings out for the coaching as well. I mean, George learned a lot while playing for San Antonio that helped him along his coaching career, too, uh, with the likes of, you know, the Seattle Supersonics. And I believe he was a coach for the Sacramento Kings as well for a little bit there, too. You know, I have no problems with it because George Carl is another former Spur. And just mm-hmm. like the rich tradition in San Antonio, when it comes to Spurs, former players, former, you know, even current, uh, we respect everybody. We love everybody. Thank you, George Carl, for everything you did while you were in San Antonio. Yeah, kudos to him and for getting into the Hall of Fame or former Spurs. I always wish that he would become a Spur coach during his. I always mm-hmm. said, like, man, that would have been awesome. I always wondered if he would have uh, accepted it. And I think he would have because he said he has an affinity to smaller markets. You know, the Bucks. He shouted out the Bucks, uh, the Spurs, obviously. So, and he's an ABA guy. You know, he was he really was pushing forward. You know, for everybody to not forget the uh, ABA time, and that yeah, he, he, he at that press conference he was literally going down stats like, well, you, you know, the All Star game was because of the ABA. The you know the first MVP. The first league, you know, was it was a former ABA guy. So, yeah, and, and by the way, he said that that he is he and along with Amazon Primer producing a movie about the the ABA. So that's going to be interesting to see if if any old footage of the Spurs pop up because I forget everybody. The Spurs were once a former ABA team, but all in all, it was a great weekend in uh, Springfield, Mass. Coming up next, though, I'm going to tell you more about my experience being there. This is my first time ever going to a Hall of Fame induction. Really, and let me tell you, it was there were sometimes it was chaotic, it was sometimes confusing, but all in all, it was a great time. I'm glad to have gone to see Mono Ginobili get enshrined. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about betonline.net, your number one source for all your pro and college football needs and sports info this season. For all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Look, BetOnline is your Continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check out on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. I like to see what the lines are, Rudy, uh, for your Hall of Fame chances. I'm pretty sure Bet Online has them right now. What do you think they are? <laughs> um, probably right now, I would say right around fifty to sixty thousand to one. All right. Well, head to the website today to see if BetOnline has the Rudy Campos Hall of Fame odds or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're back right here on Lockdown Spurs, recapping Mono Ginobili's Hall of Fame weekend and giving our thoughts, impressions, some fan reaction, and much, much more. Hey, but Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was the most valuable NBA player this season? Locked On and BetOnline presents the NBA Top 50 Most Valuable Players starting on September 19th. Find it on Locked On NBA whenever or wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. So let's go to continue our chat right here with Rudy Coppola. He's with Sweep the League. Follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. So, Rudy, I got a chance to go to the Hall of Fame. First time ever for me. And um, mm-hmm. let me tell you, uh, you cannot not ignore the fact that Springfield is the home of the basketball hall of fame or just the birthplace of basketball. Because as you drive into the city, there's this huge tower and um, not, not as big as tower of America's in San Antonio, but you know, it's, it's a pretty sizable tower. And at the top is a orange sphere. I mean, it's like right when you drive in 
and it's to your left. And you can't miss the uh, Hall of Fame. It's a big silver dome. It says Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame on it. Interesting enough, though, I thought it was just by itself. It's not really. It's actually connected to a, a, a strip mall. Like in the back, it's, there's a strip really? mall connected to it. There's like a Conestow Creamery, a GameStop, like in a Subway sandwich. It's connected to it. I really thought it was just by itself. So I was a little surprised to see that. But you go in and right away, David Robinson's, uh, you know, area, if you will, or his little nook is kind of in the middle, like near, you know, the main entrance. There's a big, big uh, kind of circle in the middle of it. And there's like three basketball rims. You can test like your uh, jumping ability. So it'll say like five feet, six feet, eight feet like that. Uh, but yeah, there's just tons of sneakers and shrine, you know, gift shop you know so much more but but on the outside it looks a lot bigger than what it is in the inside in the inside it's, it's small uh but mm-hmm. uh the outside is real big and i think that's because of the strip mall <laughs> i think that makes it the illusion of it but it's a very nice area but but as far as the weekend is concerned yeah i mean i show up to the basketball hall of fame itself and i see the buses loading and i, I saw james borrego there I saw Will Hardy there. I saw Chip England there. Uh, Tori Messina there. Everybody was boarding the boarding the bus, and they took off. Now the Hall of Fame induction really was not actually in the Basketball Hall of Fame itself. It's actually in a different venue within Springfield, Mass. It's a place called mm-hmm. Symphony Hall, and it's about a five minute drive from the Basketball Hall of Fame, and it looks like a museum. That's the best way to describe it. Like a little small museum. So I'm there, I, I show up and uh, media is allowed to get on the steps of Symphony Hall. So I go out there. So I see Tiago Splitter coming in. I saw um, several other dignitaries uh, come in. Like, uh, who was that guy with the um, the nets? Remember Rod Thorne? Does that ring a bell to you? Yeah, Rod Thorne. Yeah. And uh, NBA Brass. They're coming in busloads after busloads. Interesting enough, though. Rudy, Manu Ginobili did not do the red carpet walk. I thought that was a little bit of a bummer. I would have loved to have seen him do that, but he did not do that. So did you think he should have done that, walk the red carpet? Because I heard that he went through a back entrance. God, I I think for media's sake, yeah, that would have been cool to see him down the red carpet. But, I mean, kind of like his career, Jeff, it's just kind of personal and low-key. So I'm not so, I'm not shocked he went – in the back door and probably out the back door as well. Yeah. Uh, so he did not run, uh, walk the red carpet, but it was just one NBA legend after another. I saw Big Ben Wallace. He showed up. Uh, Rick Mahorn showed up. As mentioned, Thiago Splitter. I saw Andres Nocioni, Luis Scola. They showed up. But by the way, speaking of, when I saw Luis Scola, my first thought is what could have been. Can you imagine? What could have been him and Tim Duncan if he just stayed a spur? That that, that would have been the, one of the biggest what ifs, Rudy. That's uh, going to always be one of the biggest what ifs. I mean, you saw what Timmy did with Tiago Splitter and a lot of yeah. those other guys. And I mean, Scola is, you know, probably not leaps and bounds, but he's definitely better than a lot of the guys that, you know, were there. Yeah. So uh, Argentina definitely was in the house. Now, the fans, they were fans everywhere on the streets wearing. Manu's uh, jersey, the black jersey, you know, the white jersey. Some guy had like a a shirt that was just Manu's face all over it. And mm-hmm. there were just fans just lined up everywhere. I mean, caps, everything. Now, it is formal. 
everybody for the most part was in was looking good, not necessarily dressed down, but fans <laughs> for sport Manu fans didn't care, Rudy. They showed up in t-shirt and jeans, whatever they can, to deck themselves out in everything Manu Ginobili. So uh, the media seating was in the second floor or the, sec- the the middle bowl. And then there was a third balcony bowl. So you, I went up my way to the third balcony bowl. And sure enough, that's where the majority of the Manu fans were there. And they had banners. They had signs. They had jackets. Uh, there was this whole row that was just chanting Manu's name. Costly. During commercial breaks, they're chanting his name. Uh, coming back from commercial, they're chanting his name. And he was just, just nonstop. And... We don't want to get your thoughts on this, though. So there was kind of a negative. It wasn't a big negative, and I'm glad that the TV didn't catch this. But as I go outside to, to, to see Manu walk to the stage and start his speech, uh, everybody starts clapping. They say, Manu Ginobili up next. Okay, hey, 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 hey. There were actually a little, like I would say three, four maybe fans, or I should say just people. I don't know if they're fans people that were actually booing Manu. Now, I made sure to check to see they weren't just saying Manu like that, you know, holding the U in their voice. Mm-hmm. No, no. They, this I remember one guy who was on my left. I'm walking down the stairs to go take my seat to watch Manu. They already announced his name, and he puts his cups his hands over his lips, and he's going, boo, boo. I think that was probably somebody who didn't feel that Mono should have been in the Hall of Fame. I mean, look, I'm glad the the fans clapping drowned out the very, very small portion of people that were booing Manu, but you don't go to the Hall of Fame and do that. Uh, Rudy, your thoughts? No, definitely not the place to do that. And you're right. It's probably fans that figured Manu Ginobili doesn't deserve to be in the basketball hall of fame I mean, what, that's what i'm saying people fail to realize is that that's what i said earlier when we first started locked on spurs it's not the nba hall of fame people look through it through the nba lenses it is a naismith basketball hall of fame it's your accomplishments across all basketball not just the nba i don't give a shit if you have a stellar you know nba career but it doesn't bother me. What it is is if you've got a great basketball talent, which Manu Ginobili is a Hall of Famer based off of international talent alone, not just what right. he did in the NBA. That's the reason why he's a Hall of Famer. So for the fans that are there that are booing, and it could be fans that, hey, you know what, I'm sorry your Pistons lost to the Spurs, you know, when Manu had a really good series or the Nets series or whatever, they're Nets fans, whatever. But you don't go to the Hall of Fame to boo anybody. Those guys are there because they're celebrating their career in basketball the NBA mm-hmm. is a very big, big major market, yes, but it is a basketball Hall of Fame. If you want the NBA to do their own Hall of Fame, the NBA can do their own Hall of Fame. Then you can debate whether Ginobili or anybody else gets in there. But this being the Basketball Hall of Fame, you're celebrating mm-hmm. basketball in general. And Manu definitely deserves to be in there. Shame on those guys. Yeah, exactly. Again, it wasn't like a big contingency of fans. And, yes, I got asked on social media, like, are you sure they weren't saying Manu like that? No, no. I definitely checked and this guy he was sitting like i said i was going down the stairs and he was on my left one of them i think he was like one of three or four uh you know he he picked his head up and he cupped his hands like i said over his lips and i watched him like clearly as day as i'm looking at my microphone right now talking to you it was just going boo boo i was like holy moly this is happening here but again that was like i mean a very negligible thing and otherwise an overwhelmingly great 
a ceremony for Mono Ginobili. But uh, you know what? Really, hold that thought. Let, let's let's go ahead and uh, take a break. When we get back, we're gonna get your thoughts on uh, Manu's speech, and then play a game of uh, basketball Hall of Fame buy or sell. We're here with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League, and we're going to put him in the hot seat in just a few seconds. <laughs> we're back right here with Rudy Campos on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. He is with Sweep the League, and we're talking about Manu Ginobili's Hall of Fame weekend ceremony. So, Rudy, the the speech, you know, I thought it, you know, he pretty much took us through his uh, basketball history, you know, from picking up the ball, walking across the street as a kid to play, you know, basketball at the local gym or the playground to the final moments. Uh, what did you think about his speech? You know, did you, what, what did you, what did you like? What would have you have liked to hear him talk about? Uh, I okay. So the part that I didn't like, I'm gonna get it out of the bat real quick. And it's something that probably is so minute, but it just, you know, it just seems to me, but he didn't celebrate himself a little bit. And that's kind of what got to me. It's your moment. I understand you can brag a little bit about your career, but in true Manu fashion, which I have no problem at all, um, he celebrated everybody. And on one part of his speech, he said, even all the way down to the video guys, you know, the guys that get the game tape ready I mean, he celebrated every single person in just about every single organization, knowing that without them, there is no Manu Ginobili at all. From Tim Duncan to, like I said, the videographers who were helping him prepare for the next opponent and everything, all the coaching staff, that that shows the type of person that he is. And it makes me always feel like, why can't today's athlete in general be like that? And that's what makes a person a true great of the game. And that's, you know, the type of personality that they have in mind. Ginobili exudes that kind of personality. It makes it, you know, fantastic to be able to be a fan of his. But I've never cried or anything at a Hall of Fame speech. I've never teared up at a Hall of Fame speech. But when he talked to his parents in Spanish, I did mm-hmm. get a little teary-eyed there because yeah. being that I've lost my dad and my dad was a big supporter in my uh, sports, you know, as, as athletic and everything else is, uh, I, I could tell, you know, that it hit home. And it, it did bring a tear to my eye when that's part of the speech. But overall, it was a great speech. Um, I've heard it already three or four times, and <laughs> it still gets me in that moment every single time. Uh, but definitely the overall speech was, was great and one to definitely be uh, to remembered. Yeah, it definitely was. Tim Duncan obviously didn't want to take the mic, even though Mono asked him if he wanted to. You know, he said, do you want to mm-hmm. talk? <laughs> he's, like, Tim, he's like, no, fine. But good to see uh, Timmy. Uh, uh, again, you know, going back to my question to Manu when I spoke with him on uh, Friday's uh, events, you know, picking uh, Timmy was because, like you said, no Manu, I mean, no Timmy, no Hall of Fame. And sure enough, there's Timmy right next to him. And once again, helping him in a big event such as the Hall of Fame, <laughs> as he did maybe in the NBA stage. Yeah, I like the speech. I like the uh, the the kid stories, like when he was a kid getting walked across yeah. the street by his mom. You know, th- those those were fun. And how he referred to his Argentinian uh, teammates as brothers. He said, you're my brothers. And he mentioned Fabrizio Alberto, by the way, who was there, too. Uh, and and it, he he took time to shout out uh, individual Spurs. Now he, he did clarify that it's just not enough time, but 
Matt Bonner, he mentioned Bruce Bowen, he mentioned Tony Parker. And I want to talk to you about the Tony Parker interaction. Did you find that interesting when he looked at Tony and he said, we knew what we had to do. We had to separate our egos. You think there was maybe he was referring to something like, like maybe they kind of bumped heads a few times. That, you know, it's kind of funny you brought it up because when I first heard the speech and even went back and looked at it again, I did see that. And it made me wonder, was there animosity behind the doors that we didn't know about Mm -hmm. to where you have two really good international players, one legendary, another one who was on the rise. And it made me feel like, you know, both guys were not alphas technically, but they wanted to be Robin to the Spurs as Batman. And I think we did, we probably had some budding of heads and that, that did bring up, that did come into my mind. I know you said it, Jeff, and I was thinking the exact same thing. There was probably a little something going on, but for the betterment of the team and for the betterment of the organization, they put it off to the side and one guy dominated while the other one did it. And they didn't mind sharing the spotlight, which again, in today's, in today's basketball world, you don't see that very often. So I'm glad they were able to put differences if there were any aside and do it for the betterment of the team. Yeah, I, I caught that. You know, they, they joked about it saying like the majority of the time it was Tim Duncan that was getting everything. And they had a mm-hmm. laugh about that. But and 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 I think during their playing days, wasn't there always that kind of like a storyline during the big threes run? Like, is 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 Tony not passing the ball to Manu? Remember that whole thing? Yeah. And Argentina fans were upset. So, although nothing was said, again, we're just assuming, Rudy and I, but that was an interesting yeah. moment when he spoke to Tony. And who knows, maybe Tony will say something at his induction about it. But that, I, I my ears perked up when he was talking to Tony about that, saying how. Because he started off kind of like, Tony Parker. Ugh. Like, like yeah. we had to put aside our, you know, like our, 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 diff, our, our, our egos, I think he said. So yeah. but that, that was an interesting moment. And then of course, you know, he didn't, you know, he also did tear up a bit with Popovich. You know, he, he, he fought back some tears when he, he talked about pop being there for him, but all in all, it was a great speech. Again, already archive probably on YouTube. You really probably saw seen it a billion times already. And every Spurs fan listening right now <laughs> probably has as well, but let's go to uh, play a game of buy or sell with three compost here with sweep the league. Now Manu's in, it's all done, all wrapped up. And likely next, barring any craziness, should be Tony Parker next summer. Mm-hmm. Although even that's not a lock, because that that I mean next next year's Hall of Fame class is insane. Dirk mm-hmm. and Dwayne Wade and Tony and whatnot. Although I mean, signs are likely you know, eight out of ten times he's going to get in. So okay, but after Parker, likely that will be it for the Spurs players. Obviously, coaching wise, yeah. Pop will get in and, and Becky will likely get in down the road. But as far as players are concerned, that might be it after Tony. So let's do a little play game of buy or sell Hall of Fame style. And I'm going to rattle off some players that put on the Spurs uniform and ask really mm-hmm. buying or selling. They make the Hall of Fame. So I'll start off with uh, kind of an easy one for you. So think about it. Former Spur, DeMar DeRozan. Buy or sell, he gets in. I am going, as of right now, career-wise, I'm saying sell. I don't think he's quite Hall of Fame worthy right now. 
a um, couple all-star appearances, you know, great, fantastic player, but the accomplishments aren't there for the Hall of Fame right now. Could have a great season, you know, maybe get an NBA, but uh, NBA uh, MVP if that was in the cards. But as of right now, DeMar DeRozan in the Hall of Fame, I'm selling it. I don't see him as a Hall of Fame. Interesting you mentioned that because Tim Hardaway got in. And mm-hmm. is that the precedent now? Hardaway, you know, I mean, unless you disagree that he deserves to be in, but I'm on the fence with Hardaway. If he should have got in, or so not. am I. It, yeah. it, it's if it's going to be a low, like if it's a uh, a class where you've got to get some people in, Demar gets in based off of maybe all star appearances. But yeah. you're right, there's some guys in the Hall of Fame that really aren't there. But you've got to go back to collegiate days. I mean, mm-hmm. Tim was a very good collegiate player, so. A lot of things factor in. Wasn't Hardaway even a part of an Olympic squad, if I'm not mistaken? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so, so I mean, a lot of things factor in. All right, so go to the next one. Buy or sell LaMarcus Aldridge? Oh, God, this is a tough one for me. I think he does get in, squeaks in there. Um, he doesn't have a lot of the accolades to get into the Hall of Fame. But I still think he might get in the Hall of Fame. Again, it's kind of one of those tough ones like DeMar DeRozan. I'm going to say yes, he does get in. He did put up some really good numbers. So I think he does squeak in on a very weak draft or weak Hall of Fame class. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, it, the class, it depends itself, too. If it's a weak Hall of Fame class, so quote unquote weak, because everybody's in the Hall of Fame for a reason, uh, then yeah, yeah. He, he or DeMar get in. All right, up next, this is going to be a tough one. Buy or sell Robert Ory? Yes. I mean, you have to buy that. I understand he had, you know, on the court, you know, he didn't have these magnificent numbers. Uh, but when you've made big shots, as in big shot, Rob, getting, you know, to get titles for Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs, the LA Lakers, I mean, those title teams, they all come back to one of Rob's shots that, you know, got him a victory that helped him propel to the title. Uh, based off of the NBA titles, I mean, he does deserve Hall of Fame uh, status. So I think Rob does get into the Hall of Fame for sure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a, um, you know, kind of a lightning rod for the discussion because he has titles. He has tons mm-hmm. of them. But is he the man? Like Tim Duncan was the man uh, to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Manu was when Tim Duncan was already fading out. So yeah, he, he's tough. All right, here's another one for you. Buy or sell former Spurs guard Steve Kerr? Yes, I'm buying that 100. Uh, percent He's mm-hmm. probably the only locked so far that we've discussed to get into the Hall of Fame. Based off his playing career, he does have titles. I mean, again, doesn't have the stats for it. But what separates Steve Kerr from everybody else is what he's done as a coach. And you know, he's won titles with the Golden State Warriors. He's got the coaching, you know, wins. The win-loss record is really good for him. I think Steve Kerr is an absolute lock 100% when he's ready to get in the Hall of Fame. They will vote him in. By yourself, Victoria Messina. Definitely on an international level, yes. Victoria Messina does get into the Hall of Fame. you got to take off the NBA lenses, people out there, and look, it is the Basketball Hall of Fame. What Victoria has done as far as a coach on the international level, again, another guy locked to get into the Hall of Fame. I kind of cheated there. I brought up a coach when we're talking about players, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Messina gets in as well. And finally, this is going to rip you apart. 
Rudy. Buy mm -hmm. or sell Kawhi Leonard. I I knew you were going to ask me that, and I was waiting for that to come in. <laughs> um, I, as of right now, I I would say you buy the fact that he does get into the Hall of Fame. There is a a standard that I've talked to when it comes to basketball. Uh, I'm talking to a couple of basketball players. Uh, they've all said the same thing. Winning Finals MVP is an absolute gem in a player's career. People put the MVP of the league in high standards, but if you talk to a lot of them, finals MVP seems to be even higher standards than a regular season MVP. Uh, he's got a finals MVP. He's got a title under his belt. Actually, he's got two of them under his belt. Kawhi Leonard may not be playing a lot of the games right now because of injury, but based off of what he's accomplished so far, he is a Hall of Famer. Going back to the Steve Kerr thing, so you think he gets in more of the strength of his coaching record probably, right? Does he go in as a coach or does he go in as a player? I think he's going to go in as a coach. I mean, he's got the player nod as far as rings go. But, again, you know, he doesn't have the statistics to get into the Hall of Fame. You can do it off of the rings. But as a coach, definitely a dominant coach. So I think he gets in on the coaching ranks. Oh, man. Yeah, I think so, too, because he has – well, he has the titles. He won with the Bulls and the Spurs, so there's that. Yeah. It, it, you know, but I think yeah, his coaching record gets in. Yeah, gets him in. Mm -hmm. Right, that's the only way. I can't think of any. I'm trying to think of his player accolades. Like, he was in an Olympic squad, wasn't he? I think no. he was. No, he wasn't. He was not. Okay, but he. I think he was a part oh. of an Olympic coaching squad, right? I, yeah, I think as far as coaching was, I think he was there. I'm trying to go back to his Arizona days because I don't think he ever made an Olympic squad as far as Arizona days go because they were taking collegiate players at the time. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think he did. Interesting. Yeah, but Kawhi, I'm on the fence with Kawhi again. Not not because I you know cover the Spurs or cheer for them, but mm. I, I wonder if his injuries situation would set him back. He's been out of the league, what I mean, practically for two years now. Yeah, and that's what that's what scares me—the injury part. But I th I think what he's accomplished so far in the NBA, it does get him into the Hall of Fame. I mean, you can't go down the list and say, you know, I mean, even a guy like Andre Iguodala, who's gonna he's a uh, NBA Finals MVP, he's gonna get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, there's certain things that get you in, and Finals MVP seems to be one of those things that gets you in. And finally, the bonus round secret question here, buy or sell. Um, the drought will be over. Rudy Campos gets into the Basketball Hall of Fame. A 110% sell because they are not <laughs> giving me my roses, man. I've, I've had a stellar basketball career, not NBA career. I've had a stellar basketball career. But you know what? I can't even make the Hall of Fame in my own house right now. So until I can get over that hump, I doubt the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame will call me. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this topic because it, it reminded me of another what could have been another what if multiverse situation. Mm. You think Alvin Robertson could have made it? If he yes. his career you think he could have made it? Yes. I I mean Alvin Robertson is one of the players in the entire history of the NBA who's a head scratcher. I mean, you're talking about a guy who I mean, he's never gonna have his steals record broken for an NBA season at all that that is impossible i think he was averaging what three steals a game uh for an entire season that'll never be touched ever in the nba i mean the quadruple double the mm -hmm. guy was an all-star 
and I'm probably one of the few people in San Antonio that give this guy a lot of praise. I understand the off the court issues, but on the court, he was a menace to society on the court. I mean, this guy was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. It's a shame that things shaped out because again, I always tell everybody to go back and look at his stats and his accolades. It's it's insane. Mm -hmm. He was Kawhi Leonard before Kawhi Leonard. Basically what it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was that. Oh, yeah. And I would dare I say better. I think he was better. Durable. Uh, you know, didn't have yeah. he didn't have any uh didn't have any, you know, trade demands, all this crap that he that Kawhi put the Spurs through. But yeah, interesting enough. But hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What did you think about Mono Ginobili's Hall of Fame weekend from his speech at the press conference to his speech at induction ceremonies and everything else in between? Were you there? Did you go? Did you make the trip to Springfield, Mass? Let us know. And who do you think, uh, as far as former Spurs, should be next up in line after Tony Parker? You kind of figure pops in, Becky. You know, interestingly enough, uh, Rudy, Becky's been nominated already a few times. She's just been passed over. So mm-hmm. she's definitely, she's she's been multiple She's a multiple nominee. She just never got in yet. Uh, but as far as players are concerned, is there somebody else we're missing uh, that should get in? Does does Rudy need to start working on his Hall of Fame speech? Uh, we need to know what you think and more. Rudy, tell everybody how they can chat with you and what's going on with Sweep the League. Yeah, on Twitter, you can follow me. It's uh, at Sweep the League. And, you know, we release episodes every single Monday, and uh, we just got off covering a uh, major boxing event in San Antonio. But before I go, I-, I would like to pose this to your Locked On Spurs crowd there. Does, how much does Mono Ginobili mean to the San Antonio Spurs in the fact that if he decided to never come over, because remember, he was drafted in 99, if yeah. he never came over, do the Spurs win those titles? That's yeah, something to think. ponder. You know what, I'm, I'm going to let you know now, I'm going to steal that topic. I'm letting you know right now, do not be surprised yeah, if, you, if you see the title of that on the Lockdown Spurs upcoming episode. <laughs> Stealing this from Perfect. Rudy Campos. But yeah, make sure to check out. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should come back for that one. How about that? I'll, I'll, we'll make it fair. You come back okay. for that one. We'll do a little <laughs> what if there. And yeah, uh, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, the YouTube page, and much, much more. Even on the Ken's 5 Plus app. Yes, everybody's listening to Rudy Compos right now on the Ken's 5 Plus app on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. And thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Uh, for your second listen, get up to date on all the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked on NBA. Locked on NBA is our daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. So for Rudy, soon to be Hall of Famer, Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.